This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Your host, your truly Kickin' Life guru, Master Rich Grogan. Hey, as Rocky says, nothing hits harder in life. It's not about how hard you can hit, but how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. And that's how winning is done. And I want you to be a winner. I want you to be your very, very best. I want to inspire and motivate you to believe in yourself. So when, not if, but when life knocks you down, you get right back up with that confidence that I can take on more, I can do more, and I can live my best kick in life. All right, so buckle up, saddle up, here we go. Yeah, every time. Feeling good, feeling good, feeling good. Well, happy day to you out there, wherever you're listening from, and whatever day it is for you. It's Friday for me, and I tell you what, it's a little bit of a rainy Friday, and, you know, I'm human. I'm just like everybody else. Got up today, got a little bit of the sniffle snaffles going on, and it's rainy, it's gloomy, and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, really? That's, you know, that's just human nature. That's the thought. And that's when you really have to kick it in gear, kick it in life in order to make sure the day isn't uh, all day. Because I tell you what, once those negative thoughts start creeping in the melon there, once they start getting in there, they start multiplying, they start spreading. And before you know it, that's your day. It's gone. And sure, well, it's one of those days. But you know what happens when you start saying it's one of those days? Tomorrow's going to be one of those days. But I know some of you are saying, well, tomorrow it might be sunny out. Yeah, it might be, but it might be rainy as well. You determine the day. Don't let things you can't control determine the day. And once again, I'm telling you this from experience. I'm a human. I got up, and that's how it was. And to be honest, I just kind of stumbled around for the first couple hours just trying to, I don't know, I, wasn't, I didn't have much focus going this morning, not much at all. So those out there, maybe if you're having the same kind of day, you can relate to it, but you got to kick it in gear. you got to make a choice. Am I going to let this day dictate my whole day, the weather, something I can't control, or am I going to take over and control it? So what did I do there? Well, I was up early. Like I said, I really wasn't focused on things, so I took the opportunity to spend a little time with my kiddos before they went to school. There you go. That was something nice. Got them off to school and was still having a difficult time focusing. So I looked through some of my motivational apps and posted a few things, and then I started researching Twitter, trying to figure out uh, what to do with the Twitter world. It's something fairly new to me, and uh, you know what? That didn't go as well. So I've got all these negative hitters coming at me, so I got up. Went, and I always take, this is what I do every day, take an ice-cold shower. And you're probably saying, what in the heck? Well, I'll tell you, that's a way to reinvigorate the body and get you going. So I start off kind of warm, hot, and then I cool it down, cool it down, cool it down, and rip that baby over as cold as it'll go. And that, boy, that'll give you a shock of life. That'll wake you up. So even though it's rainy and gloomy outside now, whoo, you're energized, you're feeling a little bit better. And then I have my uh, hot tea, and it, today it took a couple cups of uh, hot tea with some lemon in there because I got the sniffle snaffles, but uh, we're good to go. So there you go. That's how I started my day. How are you starting your day? Well, you're listening to the podcast, so I'm sure that's pretty good, right? Kicking Life Podcast. I'm here to give you a kick in life and let you know I'm a human being too. We go through those things, but as I mentioned, do not let the day determine the day you're going to have, meaning the weather or, or some person that's going too slow or some maniacs behind you or some person at work that you can't stand and tolerate. Don't let them in. Don't let them do it. You determine your day because it's your life. All right, so to start things off, I'm going to start off with a, a book I've talked about before, The Daily Lion, and it's uh, by Become the Lion, Motivation to Reach the Top. And I started following them on Facebook and Twitter, and I'll tell you what, this is some good stuff. I went in and bought the book as well. And the last couple podcasts, I shared a few thoughts with you on this. Actually, probably the last four or five. Well, I got one today that really jumped out at me, and it, uh, it's going to reflect on what we're going to talk about today, because I had an opportunity to be a keynote speaker at the Roxana High School here in Illinois, their career day, and I felt pretty good about it. We had the regional superintendent of <laughs> the whole county of Madison County uh, that was there. He spoke first, and then another guy that went to the Roxana High School, and now he owns I don't know how many different, 10, 15 different businesses. Then I got to close it out. I felt pretty good about that. And I'll share a lot of the speech with you today on today's podcast. And some of the things I said to them is definitely can, we can uh, reflect on our own lives and then also use that power, motivation, that kick in life to help us take that next step, especially on days if you're having a rainy, gloomy day to get you moving. So anyway, today's quote is, all of us are self-made, but only the successful will admit it. 
All of us are self-made, but only the successful will admit it. So I'll let you chew on that for just a second there, and I'll kind of read the passage under it. And of course, you can take that any way you want there and kind of put it into your life, uh, put it into your thoughts and see how that uh, associates with you. But everybody, we know we're self-made. We're, we're individual, one in seven billion in this world, but only the successful admit that they are. And I know that kind of sounds odd, but unfortunately, most people are content just being, uh, just having one of those days, uh, can't wait for this day to be over, uh, come on. You're better than that. Life is going to fly on by, as we know. Tick-tock, it goes fast. Matter of fact, uh, tomorrow, well, tomorrow for me, I'm not sure what day you're listening to it here, but we'll say tomorrow for me is Saturday. My son, Austin, who's uh, 16, he'll be 17 at the end of uh, May, is going to prom. Holy smokes, going to prom. I remember when I went to prom. It seems like four or five years ago. Unfortunately, it's like 25 years ago, but that's how fast time ticks away. And I know a little sidebar here, something I think we all can relate to. It seems like sometimes we're at work or we're in a boring meeting or we're stuck in traffic. The clock just tick tock slow and never ends. But then when we look back on it, man, it's already Friday. Whoa, this week flew by. Great. Can't wait for the weekend. Well, you know how fast the weekend's going to go and it's going to be back to Monday again. So instead of, you know, I don't know, being unhappy all five days that you're working and then living for the weekend, which goes super darn fast, try and get more out of each day. Try and get more out of each minute, if you can, out of each day. And that all is with planning. You're able to plan and do those things. And I know if you're anything like me, I've got three kids and run a business, do a podcast, I'm writing a book. There's never enough time. But what I found is the better job I do of planning my day, even days like today when I got up and you know really was kind of unproductive for the first couple hours, I've got a plan in action what to do after that and knock those things out. By me doing that has helped so much. And what I hear all the time when I tell people about this is, well, I don't have time to plan. I don't have time to plan. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. Well, if, if that's your mindset and that's your attitude, you're never going to fully take advantage of all that life has to offer, nor are you going to utilize the time in a manner that could be uh, more productive. Take the time. You know, you take 10, 15, 20 minutes I promise you it's going to save you hours because you've got a plan of action instead of spinning in circles. Now, if you're anything like me, I, I oftentimes spin in circles, you know, doing this thing and that squirrel and listen to the podcast. You guys get that. <laughs> so I got to kind of keep myself on track. But I'm telling you, this has helped me tremendously to get more out of each day. And there's an old saying, you take care of the days, the years take care of themselves. The years are going to come and go regardless what you do. But you don't want to still be in the same place, stuck a year from now that you are right now. Because truth, truth be told, you might be in the same position. You might think you're in the same place, but actually you've wasted a year. So you got a year less to, uh, less to live and <laughs> you're behind because a year's gone. So right now, take action. So anyway, back to the quote and I'll kind of read the passage that's underneath there. All of us are self-made, but only successful will admit it. And the passage underneath says, it doesn't matter if, you're, if you start rich, poor, middle class, without a home, without a family, we all choose our own destiny. Be responsible for your life. Sure, some people are born with many privileges, more money, better looks, but it doesn't matter. I challenge you to take a look at your life and take full responsibility for where you are today. Know that you control your future, your future failures and successes alike. You control those. Be successful by planning, setting goals, and executing. Look back on your life and say, I made it. I had the best life I could ever imagine, and I did it on my own. There you go. Now, here's the thing. When you, when you, uh, and, and if you're successful and happy with your life right now, man, great job. Kudos to you. Great, great, great. But here's something I've struggled with. And as I mentioned, I'm not as successful as I know I'm going to be because I'm continuing to do like the podcast, becoming an author, writing books, giving more and more speeches. But I started to feel a certain level of, uh, oh, let's see, I don't want to say shame. It's never shameful to do the right thing, but almost guilt, if you will. Because as I'm continuing to try and better my life and then do the podcast, better others' lives, I find a lot of the friends I, you know, I still associate with on a limited basis, they haven't moved. They haven't changed. And part of me is like, well, man, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I shouldn't. Now that's the craziest thing to ever be, you know, feel guilty about success. But that's something I went through there. And it's not like I'm not trying to help my friends from the past, but I can't let them pull me down. And you've heard me before, especially people on the podcast that you listen often, which I'm very, very grateful for you taking the time to listen. 
if you're drowning, a friend is drowning and not, you know, in the water, I throw them a life preserver and they push it away. I throw them another life preserver, they push it away. And yet I throw them another one, they push it away. And then I finally jump in and say, hey, I'm trying to, I'm trying to save you here. And all they want is, I don't want saved. I just want someone to go down with me. You know what? I've done everything I possibly can. I can't allow myself to go down with them because then I'm not utilizing my God-given talents to help inspire other people and motivate other people. So sometimes you have to cut the string. You have to say, you know what? I want to help you, but you've got to help yourself. And that's an analogy I use often, but I think it's one that really all of us can connect to because we've got friends, you know, and on the path to success, Here's the thing. You've got two hands. One hand is for climbing and and reaching up for the next pier of the mountain to pull yourself up to a higher level. The other, yes, is there to help pull others up with you, but you can't take the hand off the next stone, if you will, to bring yourself up in order to put both hands to try and help somebody else up because they will pull you down. Those anchors, those weights, that negativity, boom, it pulls you down. So, Be who you were born to be. Believe in yourself. Do everything you can to help others, but know at the end of the day, they they have to help themselves. They have to be willing to do that. And you have a life to live. You have a gift to give. Give that gift and live your best possible life. Live your best kick in life. Good. So, whoo, how's that for a good start? Is that good? I, I think so. I'm very happy about that. And, uh, hey, a little shout-out to our instructors at the Academy, at Grogan's Academy of Martial Arts. Uh, they are some super rock stars. And for the most part, they're, they're in their early 20s. And my son, who's 16, he'll be 17, we kind of switched him over to a new position as program director. And I tell you what, he's rocking it out. But the reason I bring them up is I keep every, – every time we have a meeting, and we have meetings at least once a week. A lot of times we have individual meetings throughout the week. But I always talk about – telling the same thing I say on the podcast, same thing I give in speeches, same thing I talk about when I'm teaching a class, all about believe in yourself, do your best, you'll become your best. If you don't, you won't, but it's it's 100% you. It's you. You determine where you're going to be in life. Pushing that, or I guess putting that in their mind and continually reinforcing that has helped them to become some extraordinary leaders at an extremely young age. And I say, look, if you guys got this, my gosh, it's your early 20s. I wish I had that in my early 20s. You're going to be able to just change the world. And that's kind of our mission at the Academy. We're Academy of Life Changers. We're making our society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. And that's kind of our vision. That's kind of our goal. And that's everything we do. And, man, I tell you, we've got an incredible team out there, which continues to advance, excel, and and I'm super proud of them. So I just want to give them a shout-out. Great job, guys. I really, really appreciate all your hard work and efforts, and you are making a difference in the world. Great job. Okay, so moving on, I'm going to talk about the speech I gave uh, the other day at Roxana High School for their career day. And I came out and talking to teenagers, it's always interesting talking to teenagers. Why? Because they're teenagers. <laughs> and uh, we started off the first, I gave three presentations. The first one was the freshman class. And the freshman class, you, you know, <laughs> boy, oh, boy. They're, they're still, well, of course, all teenagers trying to figure out who they are, but freshmen even more so. Now, they've had a whole year of high school, which, you know, that freshman year can be rugged and tough because you went from being like the king and the queens of the middle school. Now you're the little fish in the big pond here with the high school kids. So I started it off talking about being a teenager and how when I was a teenager, I understand teenagers you are the smartest you'll ever be. You know more than anybody ever knows. You know so much that you've got excuses already planned for things you haven't even done yet, just so when you do those things, when parents call you out on it, boom, you've got it. You've got it all figured out. Well, the bad thing is with, with teenagers, if you continue to carry that mindset on over, and I shared with him that unfortunately I did through my 20s, that I knew everything, that all I did was inhibit growth. All it did was keep me from being who I was born to be because I thought I knew everything. Now, there's a difference between confident and being courageous and having confidence and just being dumb and cocky and arrogant and thinking you know everything. Now, teenagers have to go through that. That's how we all learn. Well, I told them, here's the story. Mom and dad go from being the smartest, greatest people on the planet, the coolest when you're younger. Then suddenly you become a teenager, and suddenly mom and dad become complete morons. I mean, they don't know anything. They are so uncool, so out of touch. That it's impossible to even talk to them because they are so dumb. They don't know anything. Can't connect with them. And then as you move forward, and it took me to probably my 30s to realize this, mom and dad got smarter again. What the heck happened? 
How did this possibly happen? Mom and dad suddenly, miraculously, boop, changed. They got it. They're cool. They've got the answers. I can go to them for, uh, you know, I've got, uh, I need advice. I need suggestions. I need tips on life, on bills, on anything. They got the answers now. It's amazing how mom and dad have that transformation. Of course, you know I'm being goofy here. And the teenagers, they got it. Some of them did. Some were like, mom and dad are dumb. <laughs> and, I, and of course, I had to backtrack and say, look, mom and dad didn't change. They've always been there. They were teenagers at one point in time. They've lived life. And what they're trying to do is help you uh, not make the same mistakes that they made. So it's not mom and dad who changed. No, you as a teenager, became dumb because you didn't want to listen to mom and dad anymore. You thought you knew it all. Wow, that's, and that's, teenagers are going to go through that. But the quicker you can get out of that mindset, the quicker you can get out of that rut and realize that other people are out there trying to help you and utilize that help and use that help to get you on the right path sooner than later, boy, oh boy, that's going to help your career. It's going to help you become the person you're born to be. So I started off with that, and then I talked about the three rules for becoming your very, very best and becoming successful in life. Start off with number two rule. Number two was you've got to take action. You've got to do something. You can't just sit around and hope and pray by playing enough video games and enough sending out enough Snapchats and text messages and enough uh, Facebook posts and Instagram posts and everything else you're doing that suddenly you're going to be discovered and something's going to happen, a new job, the perfect job's going to land in your lap. That stuff doesn't happen. That does not happen. And another thing I shared with them is not everybody gets a trophy in life. It doesn't happen. You go out for a job. There's two people applying for the job. One person gets the job. The other person, best best luck next time. That's what you're going to get. And then I kind of pranced along stage and did a little temper tantrum. And I said, all the temper tantrums you do because you didn't get something in the real world, all it's going to do is keep you from getting something else. So the real world can be a right hook of reality. It truly can, especially a few of our friends growing up here with this age of everybody gets a trophy. And I understand you want to try and set people up for success. You don't want to hurt their feelings. Well, life is going to hurt your feelings. Prepare, battle, study, do your best, be your absolute best, and you'll become your best. Now, that doesn't mean you won't have setbacks and challenges and adversity. And our listeners out there, you know, I'm preaching to the choir here. I'm I'm sure of it. But by doing this, by you hearing it again, it's going to help pass on the message. And maybe you share this with your teenagers to listen to. And, of course, they're, I don't want to listen to a podcast. Tell them to listen to it anyway. They can connect and they can resonate with this and tell them this is going to help them become a standout from their friends. It's going to help them become their very best. It's going to help them achieve wealth and success and be the person they were born to be. But once again, i got to stress this point. Nothing in life is easy. It's simple as heck for me to sit here, or stand here actually, <laughs> and tell you this. But it's tough. It really is. But by knowing that going in, knowing you're going to have challenges you can mentally prepare for those challenges. And when they do come, not if, but when, you can say, you know what? Okay, I was told they're coming. I'm a little more prepared for it instead of getting caught out of the blue there. So anyway, the number two step, and I know I skipped number one, but the number two step was to take action. Get things done. You must be willing to do something. So, of course, I ask, I say, hey, do I have any action takers out there in the audience? Who is going to take action? Who's going to live their life? Who's going to be different? Who's going to stand out from the crowd? Anybody. And, of course, talking to a group of freshmen, <laughs> there are nobody raised their hand. And I get that. So I was already prepared. I pull out a $5 bill and I said, here's five bucks. Who's an action taker? And still, they kind of looked around. And I said, seriously, first person to come up here gets five bucks. Well, they kind of looked and then a couple of them darted up there and I gave him five bucks. He goes, really? I'm like, yeah, you took action. And that's what it takes. You have to be willing to take action. So then I... Um, they all sat back down, and I said, all right, any other action takers? And, well, of course, now I'm getting flooded. Well, the first person up there, I gave them $2. And like, well, he got 5 I said, yeah, he took action quicker than you did. But at least you're getting something. Okay. They went and sat down. I said, now, any more action takers? Any more? More flooded up here. And I said, well, guess what? I'm out of money. But here's the deal. I want you to realize just because you do take action doesn't mean you get a payday every time but you're doing more than those that just sat there and did nothing. Now you're paying attention. Now you're going to absorb something which is more valuable than money, knowledge. You're going to get knowledge from this. So, of course, you give out money to high school kids. They're, <laughs> now they're going to pay attention. That was kind of the whole uh, um, mindset by doing that. So I went on to say with, uh, with the action takers, obviously you're, never, you're not always going to get paid for taking action, but you're never going to get anything for just sitting there and doing nothing. 
I said, how many of you out there, when I said, who's an action taker, Who wants to, who's going to take action, who's going to come up here, how many of you thought about doing it, but you worried too much, and as adults, we're even more guilty of this, worry too much about what other people think, worry too much, well, if I raise my hand, that's not cool. If I go up there, the people are going to laugh at me. If I do this, well, you know what, maybe I don't have anything to say. Or if I go up there, he's probably going to have me talk on the microphone. All these thoughts, all these fears just overwhelm you, and it paralyzes you. It's a state of paralysis. You just sit there and do nothing, even though you wanted to. So I asked, how many? All hands went up. I said, how about when I showed the five bucks? And they're like, oh, I wanted to go up there, but, and then they started saying exactly what I just said. I was worried about what others think. I didn't know what you're going to have me do. I was uh, uh, scared that people are going to laugh at me. I said, well, this guy wasn't scared. He got paid five bucks. So anyway, I did this with uh, all three classes. I did the freshman class first, and then the seniors were, were next, and then juniors and sophomores were together. And the juniors and sophomores, I mean, that was a huge group, which was awesome. The bigger the group, I mean, I love the bigger groups. It's, a, it's just so much more energy and power and uh, more relatable, you know, because uh, once that energy gets going, boy, it's oh, monumental there. The other groups were, were good. They really were, but uh, that last group, whew, all that power. So anyway, for the seniors, I bumped it up a little bit. I bumped it up to $10, uh, but I didn't tell them they were getting any money this time. I wanted to see who the action taker was. One guy kind of strolls on up. Okay, I guess I'll do this. And I said, good job, buddy. I'm proud of you, man. High five and had his name in the mic. And I said, give him a hand. And, of course, you know how high school kids are. Like five kids are clapping. So I go, 10 bucks for being courageous and taking action. And then all the kids are, whoa, whoa. And <laughs> so bumped up the ante a little bit, 10 bucks for the seniors there. And I did the same thing for the uh, sophomores and juniors. And that crowd was really uh, enlightened. But now they're focused and now they're paying attention. So I said, that is the second step. And I said, I know I skipped number one. I'll get to it. The second step, you must, must, must take action. I always took action. I mean, always. Even back as a kid farming, you know, and baling hay and shoveling poo and all those things, I always wanted to do the very best I could. Always did it as quickly yet as, as well as I could to get things done. Well, the truth be told, I told this story too about I tried to make a game out of everything. So even shoveling stalls, shoveling poo, I would set the wheelbarrow way over there and try and <laughs> throw the stuff in as far as I could. And when that got boring, I'd throw it up and hit it with a shovel And uh, until Dad came out and Dad's like, he's well, horse poop, all over the barn. He's like, what in the heck are you doing? What is going on here? How'd you get it on the ceiling? I said, Dad, that was a home run. Well, Dad didn't find the humor that I found in it, but I shared that with him because you want to do everything you can to make work fun. You're going to work 80, 90% of your life. That's just how it is. And if you hate your job, if you hate your job, then you're hating 80, 90% of your life. So what kind of life are you living? And I know those out there, well, I got a good job. I got a good pension. I got good this and that. Well, good. Make the best of that job. Quit saying you hate it. And if it is that bad and you do hate it that much, change. Because the worst thing that happens, we all get older and we all have regrets. And the number one regret by people that have been interviewed on their deathbed, so to speak, when they're dying or senior citizen homes, the number one regret is, I wish I would have lived my life better. I wish I would have done something different. I wish I wouldn't have been so complacent. I wish I wouldn't have stayed at this job that I hated. I wish I would have spent more time with my kids. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. I tell you that, and I tell you that for this reason. I, when the business first started, and pretty much all of Austin's first, I'm embarrassed to say this, 10 years of his life, the number one thing I said to him, and it kills me to say this, but I'm saying this to you, so if you're doing the same thing, if you're saying the same thing, stop it. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Make time for your kids. Number one thing I'd say to Austin is, in a minute, buddy. In a minute, buddy. And I'll tell you, he would, uh, he would come and say, hey, Dad, has it been a minute yet? No, uh, uh, buddy, I got to get this finished, man. I'm sorry, bud. Just give me another minute. Okay, he'd come back all happy and smiling, have his glove ready. We'll go outside and play ball. Hey, Dad, has it been a minute yet? Oh, I'm sorry, buddy, in a minute. Well, guess what? How many times I got to tell him this? Next thing I know, he's in the floor in my office, asleep, laying on his glove, waiting for dad. Now, it almost brings tears to my eyes, and it makes me really just knock the crap out of myself here for allowing that to happen and continuously allowing that to happen. 
Because what I was doing was I was doing everything I could, and my goal was to get the business rolling, what was self-sustaining by the time Austin was, you know, 10, 11 years old and really into sports. That way I could spend time helping coaches, teams, spend all that time with him. Now, I will say that I did uh, help coach a number of his baseball teams growing up. Hockey just wasn't his thing, unfortunately. Uh, football, he was an extremely good football player, but he couldn't stay healthy. Uh, matter of fact, he's a much better football player than he was, and he was a good baseball player, but even better so. I mean, he had just, uh, he loved to hit and uh, tackle, and he had great hands, and he just had a, a nose and an eye and a mind for the game. But anyway, I tell you that story because. It was something my wife had to identify or make me aware of. And how many times are you going to say that? And then Madeline was born, and I caught myself doing the same thing. Emmett was born. Gosh darn, am I ever going to freaking learn? I'm telling you this because it's painful when I look back on that in a minute, buddy. Matter of fact, I'm going to stress this huge in my book, uh, Square Peg Round Hole. It was when it comes out, I'll definitely promote the heck out of it. But uh, keep an eye on our Twitter account or Facebook account and all those things, uh, Kicking Life Guru. And you can see all the updates and everything that's going on. But anyway, so now with Emmett, I think I finally learned because, hey, Dad, can you, you know what? Yes, I can. This freaking work can wait. It's going to be here. And I know no one's going to do it. And I mean, if it's something that's a hard deadline, but by me monitoring my time and spending time with him and seeing the smile on his face and spending that precious time, now here's something I do. And those parents out there with multiple kids, I'm sure you do the same thing. I call Emmett Austin all the time. Why? Because Austin cannot be 16 years old. I remember Austin at Emmett's age, which is eight. And I remember saying, in a minute, buddy. So I finally learned. I want you to learn far sooner than I did. I'm a slow learner. It takes me a while for things to kick in. And uh, my princess Madeline will turn 14 in a month. I I don't don't even know where my my, my little girl, my little, used to call her, or I still call her Booger Bears. I don't know how that came about. Something about she had a bear when she was little. You know, dads make up crazy names for their kids. But uh, now my little Booger Bear is going to be 14 years old, and she's turned into a fine young lady. Uh, I will tell you this, listeners out there, if, and I've already told her, if you bring a boy home that reminds me of me, (laughs) <laughs> you're probably not going to see dad anymore because I'm going to freaking kill the kid, all right? I'll be in jail. I know I'm not so talking killing people on the air here, but I'm just saying, my gosh, this is my little princess, and some little knucklehead's going to think he's going <laughs> to be like me when I was that age. Oh, my gosh. Dad's out there. I know you can 100% relate with that. Okay, I kind of got sidetracked there, but you get it. Um, spend time with your kids, but take action to get things done. And it started off, I talked about planning. Planning, organizing, structuring your time so it actually makes more time for you. So the biggest message, number two, take action. Number three, you've got to believe in yourself. You have got to believe in number one, you. Why? Because any time you step outside, away from the crowd, outside your comfort zone, people are going to try and pull you back in. They don't want you out there. Now, not all people have ill intent. Not all people are jealous. You know, it could be your family members who are just worried about you because you know how tough, they know how tough life is. But you believe in who you are, have the courage and confidence to step out and do what you were born to do. You're going to battle through adversity. You can't give up. Life's going to knock you down. Don't lay there and cry about it. Get your butt back up. It knocks you down 10 times. Get your butt back up 11 times. It knocks you down again. Get back up. Have that attitude of, I'm achieving this. This is what I'm doing. Now, you may not always be on the right path. You may start down this path and find out it's not right. Guess what? It's never too late to change your course. Now, there's an old saying is, you can't change where, you at, or where you're at overnight, but you can sure as heck change the direction. So you may not be able to go from, and I've been bankrupt twice. I've been dead broke, had nothing. I couldn't just instantly become, whoa, now I've got this nice house and car and everything else. It took time. It took a lot of time. And there were a ton of times when I wanted to give up and just say, you know, why am I doing this? This makes no sense to me. Why can't I just be like everybody else and just be happy and, you know, just go through life? Why? Because I was given a gift. God gave me this special gift, just like he gave you your special gift. And I get questions all the time. Well, what is my special gift? You know, pardon me here, but I don't know. (laughs) I don't know you. Come on. You know, and you may not always know, but I, I guarantee it's there. It's in your gut. It's in your mind. Something that somebody tells or says that you do better than anybody else. If you make people laugh, maybe you should be a comedian or, or write a book of comedy, you know, or, or just 
do something to uh, make people feel good about themselves. If you're extremely analytical, you can break things down, look at the parts and pieces and put them back together. Oh, my gosh. Maybe you should be an engineer. Maybe you should have uh, uh, talk to your boss about taking on some extra projects in order to do that. Don't be afraid to be who you were born to be. Believe in that gift. Believe in that goal. Once again, there's 7 billion people in the world. You were given a special gift, a special talent, more than something different than anybody else. And no one else has it, and no one else ever will. No one else will be like you. Believe in yourself. So that was number three. Take action. Believe in yourself. Block out the naysayers. Number one, the one that I, and I, I, like I mentioned, I felt number two and number three, I, I did that. I did those things. Man, I was just chomping at the bit, trying this, trying this, trying this, going with my gut, flying off the deep end, you know, caring, or <laughs> throwing the care to the wind. I'm going to make this happen. Well, the one I didn't do, which is by far the most important, was self-educate on what I wanted. Surround myself with people that are doing or have already done what I wanted to do. I had no idea. Now, there were always books out there. It's not like books just in the last five years started appearing in bookshelves and bookstores and on Amazon. They've always been there. But for some reason, I neglected to pick up a book and read. And I always joke and goof around that five years ago, I didn't know I could read. And I guess I did have some knowledge of reading. I did get a degree in kinesiology education, which is uh, the study of human movement. But other than that, I hadn't probably read a book in years. Why? I had really no reason to read books because I was too busy getting stuff done. I was too busy taking action. I was too busy believing in myself. And those are good. But if you have absolutely zero sense of direction, (laughs) it's just spinning in circles. And if you spin in circles all day long, yeah, you're busy, but you're not very productive. You're not getting anything done. By now, last five years, read over 100 and something books, thousands upon thousands of hours of audio books uh, and inspirational messages and TED Talks and attended, I don't know, countless conferences. And by doing that, I found people that are doing what I'm doing, found people that are just starting off, people that are extremely successful and How do you have a conversation with the greatest minds in the world? You read their books. Even those that have passed away, like Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, read the books. I'm reading one right now. It's called uh, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. He wrote it back in the 30s, and for some reason, it was never released until, I believe, just this year. So uh, if not, it may have been released in 2016, but very recently. And uh, it's all about that same concept. Believe in yourself and all the messages that I continue to present and tell you to get up when life knocks you down. But also, you've got to take action. Nothing happens just because. So what I left out was, in my opinion, the number one component. Listen to people smarter than you. Take the advice of people smarter than you. Now, you don't have to take everybody's advice, you can, but you can learn something from everybody. You know what? I learned a lot from some of my worst bosses, some of my worst martial arts instructors, some of the people that I was surrounded by uh, in, in other areas of life, I learned what not to do. And not only what not to do, what never, ever, ever, never, ever to do. And then let that burn in deep that I will never do this. Now, of course, you say never, and then you catch yourself doing it, like, good, darn it, but it burns, and you correct that immediately. And, of course, then you learn some, a lot of stuff from people that are successful. But surround yourself with people that are successful, people that are on the same path that you're on, and therefore you don't feel like you're all alone. Then action, and then believe in yourself, especially when the critics and the naysayers come, especially when the ones try and knock you off your path, tell you, what do you think you're doing? You think you're better than we are? Oh, I guess it must be nice. Don't let those things sink in. I'm telling you, they will derail you. They'll pull you back. You'll start doubting yourself. And that's, you know what, right there in the mind, those are those demons looking, those negative demons looking to uh, uh, amplify, looking to spread, looking to grab onto anything. You got to block those babies out. Even like I started talking this podcast, days like today, rainy, gloomy out, and you don't feel like doing much. I get it. But are you going to let the day drag you down? Or are you going to say, you know what, I'm living this day on my terms? All right. So moving on with it, and I kind of extended a little bit longer than I did with the kids at school there, but I wanted to explain kind of my positioning there. I had 20, 25 minutes with them, and I had pacing back and forth, getting them all riled up and and really shooting for the moon. They loved it. Um, They they got, you know, the the kids came alive, especially after offering them money. (laughs) That was the big thing. So uh, the um, uh, another thing I started talking to them about, I really focused on the one in seven billion. And then something I read just recently, it's 
in order for you to have a life, to be born, to become a human being, the odds are one in 400 trillion that you won't make it. Unbelievable. I couldn't believe that. I heard it on a podcast uh, and then watched it on like a TED Talk and then read about it again all within the same week. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting delivered a message here. One in 400 trillion. You have overcome those odds to be who you are today. Now, if you've overcome those odds, I guarantee there's nothing else in life they're going to stack the odds that much against you. You've already battled to have the life that you have. Live that best possible life. Live that best kick in life. Decide who you're going to be. Focus on it. Take action. Believe in yourself. Surround yourself with the right people and do it. Now, of course, others, especially if you're listening on a rainy day, well, it must be nice. You're all positive and motivated and pumped up. You know what? I already told you that it was a little tough for me today. There are days that it is tough. You don't wake up always and the birds are chirping. The sun's a shining. But you make the choice. Am I going to rule this day or is this day going to rule me? It's up to you. No, it's not easy. But what are the alternatives? Lay there and moan and groan? No. Live your best day. Live your best possible life. You have already overcome the greatest odds in the world to even be born. And something else they talked about, you have a better chance of winning the lotto 10 times in your lifetime than you do being born. I mean, that's insane. That is insane. And I'm telling you what, when I read that, I heard that first, and then I read it, and I'm like, can this be right? And, I, and within a week, I'd heard it three different times. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Well, there it was. Boom. And you know about the reticular activating system. I talk about that all the time. You get a thought in your mind. That thought starts to magnify. And sure enough, that stuff, that information's always been there. But for some reason, I just never was attracted to it. Now I am. And it's just coming and appearing everywhere. And I really want And that's the thing that gets me where, I'm, oh, you know what? I think I'll lay in bed a little bit longer. No. Hey, man, you're one in 400, the odds, one in 400 trillion to be born. You're one in 7 billion in this world today. Get your butt up and get active and do something with your life. So there you go. There's that right hook of reality. You knew it was coming. The next thing I kind of talked about, and you've heard me talk about this before, is being respectful. And being respectful is such a powerful, powerful tool. And it all starts by respecting yourself. If you don't respect yourself, there's no way you're going to respect anyone else. And I hear people say, well, yeah, but I'm respectful, but no, 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 there's no but. I read a book not too long ago called All But Stink. <laughs> it was a pretty good book. And uh, uh, the author, I, I, got, I got to actually see him. He was a keynote at a martial arts event. But it was pretty good, All But Stink. I've got a little thing called the but comma rule. And the but comma rule is this. And uh, we'll just say, I'll use my buddy John here, John, producer John. John, man, I love you. I really like you. You're a great guy. But, and of course, all that crap I said before the but comma was just buttering him up. It was a load of crap. And now I'm going to tell him what I really feel. But, you know what? I really don't like your hair. John's bald. <laughs> I wish you would grow a beard. He's got a beard. Of course, I'm being goofy here. But you get the, uh, the, the, the but comma. It's just set him up. And then we all, we all are guilty of doing it. I catch myself all the time, so I try, and even in emails, I don't want to say the butt comma, so I'll carry it on with an and. So there's my little solution on that. John, I really like you, and I wish you would do something with your hair. <laughs> so there we go. I got the, the rock and roll peace out sign from producer John over there. But the butt comma rule, don't live your life by the butt comma rule, okay? Respect yourself. Respect yourself above all others. And yes, you hear me say all the time, how do you get everything you want in life? By helping enough other people get what they want. Yes, help others. Help others, help others, help others. However, if you do not help yourself, you are no good to others. So you've got to take care of yourself. That's A number one. Because if you're sick, if you're unhealthy, you're unhappy, who are you really going to help? All you're going to do is bring people down. So, and I, and I just love repeating the Zig Ziglar line. <laughs> I know you hear it a lot. It's true. How do you get everything you want in life? By helping enough other people get what they want. And it should be, sorry, Zig, I love you. It should be, but make sure you're in the right state of mind, the right mental, emotional, and physical being to help others. Because if you're no good, you can't help anybody else. So respect yourself. And the number one tool to respect in yourself is do what you were born to do. Take action and believe in your God-given talents. And don't disrespect yourself by listening to the naysayers, by listening to the others out there that try and talk you out of your, your dreams, your goals, your visions, your passion, your life. Believe in you. It is your life. No one else's life. 
okay? They can say all those things, but inevitably you are the one that lives with you. This is your body. This is your one chance. You're the one that goes to bed. You're the last person you see at night, the first person you see in the morning, and the thoughts are all yours. Don't allow negativity to creep in there. Respect yourself. Live your best kick in life. Okay, so moving on, I, I, I talked about with them who had a dream as a kid. Uh, what were your dreams of being a musician, being an actress, being a movie star, being a, um, an author, being a public speaker, being an athlete? Who had all those dreams and visions and all oh, hands are going up everywhere? Yes. I said, now, who still has those dreams and vi- who's going to be an actress? Who's going to be a movie star? Who's going to be a musician? Who's going to be an next great author? Hands start slowly going down, and only maybe, maybe five or six hands are up. And I'm like, why not? And, of course, it's the same thing over and over again, the same thing as adults. We feel it's those deep-seated beliefs that are there because someone told us we weren't smart enough, we weren't good enough, we weren't good-looking enough, it's going to be too hard. Just, Just be happy, just having a good job. That's all you need to do. Boy, it's, it's a miracle you even graduated high school, so just be happy you got a job. Well, that's complete bull crap. I'm telling you that right now. You do what you were born to do. Respect yourself. Respect your vision. Now, I had a kid come up to me afterwards and ask, he said, uh, Mr. Grogan, do you, do you have a, a couple minutes to talk to me? I'm like, absolutely, buddy. Thank you for coming up here. And I could tell he was nervous, and he said a couple of his other friends wanted to come up too, but they were too scared. I'm like, scared? I mean, come on now. Yeah, I'm the kicking life guru, but I'm not going to kick you in the head. I'm going to kick you in the head for not coming up and talking to me. But uh, he came up and he says, here's what I want to do. I just want to get a backpack and just go backpacking for three, six months. I don't know. Just go and do that. That's something I've always wanted to do. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, man, that's awesome. He goes, really? Because everybody else tells me I'm an idiot and I'm stupid and I'm dumb and, well, I can't waste a year of my life doing that. And I'm like, how old are you? 17. 17 years old. And he's worried about wasting a year of his life unfreaking believable but people have planted those seeds and he says you know, of course I had a good conversation with him just telling him I said look man it's your life you do what you want to do now what I would strongly suggest is this you set that as a goal you set that as a goal and this summer and I even suggested getting a job with a farmer you work your butt off and save up as much money as you can and every day you don't want to get up and go to work because it's tough work you say you know I'm going to work because I'm making money because I'm saving that money up so I can take three, six months off, whatever, to go backpacking. And I said, heck, you know what? If it's a year, you can pick up a side job on the road here. I said, but get out there. I said, what, what do you really want to do? He goes, I just want to get out and see the world. That's really what I want to do. I'm not kidding. Little few things in my backpack and just go see the world. And I said, oh, my gosh, buddy, you're giving me freaking goosebumps. This is awesome. I said, I wish you would have said this in front of everybody, and I could have really not only pumped you up, but – I know there's four, five, 10, 20 others out there that may want to do something similar. But guess what? He was too scared, too shy. I was proud, proud as heck that he came up and talked to me like that. And at the end of the conversation, he was like, oh, man, thank you very, very much. And I'm like, you know what, buddy? Thank you. Thank you for having the courage to come up and talk to me. And thank you for listening to the message, to believe in yourself. So I said, what are you going to do about it? You're going to take action? He goes, yeah. He goes, I'm going to work my butt off all summer long, save up as much money as I can, and I'm going to make this thing happen. I said, good. Now, I'm telling you right now. I said, I know at the beginning of this, I told you to listen to mom and dad. Yes, listen to mom and dad. But if you tell them in advance, this is what I'm doing. I'm working my butt off. I'm saving up money, and this is what I want to do. At first, they may think you're bonkers. They may try and talk you out of it. But if you've got a goal lined out and a plan and an action, or action steps to take that and make it happen, your parents are going to support you. They're going to be proud of you. They really, truly are because you have made it. You're not just saying, you know what? I'm going backpacking today, and I'm never coming back. And I guess that works with Forrest Gump. If you ever seen the movie, he just decided to go running one day and ran for years. But obviously, that's Forrest Gump. That's the movie. That isn't really here. You set up action steps in order to make things happen. Why? Because you're going to have to work at it, and it's going to make it so much more rewarding at the end that you have worked your butt off to achieve this goal. And there's going to be a ton of times when you want to quit, you want to give up. And I'm telling you that from experience. Been in business now for over 20 years, 20 years. And just a little shout out our business this year, won uh, uh, Business of the Year in Edwardsville. 
man. Whoa, yes. What an accomplishment. I felt so good about that. And that's just, a, you know, all the hard work and effort and everything put in. But the biggest thing is uh, three years ago, my wife took over all the administrative duties. So I've got some brains <laughs> running the business now. So she handles all that. And that's really made the business uh, move in a much, much, much better direction. And of course, our team, we've got 10 employees now. And I know big businesses out there, oh, 10's nothing. Well, I'll tell you what, three years ago, we were, I was a one-man band doing every single job. I've got 10 people doing it, so that, that's pretty remarkable. But back to this kid, I think he's going to do it. I'm so proud of him. And the last thing he said to me was, you know, well, not only thank you, but he said, man, I, I, everybody I've told that thinks I'm an idiot, thinks I'm dumb, thinks I'm stupid, thinks I'm just trying to get out of work and out of life. I said, buddy, you live your life, man. Work toward it, set a goal, and do it. So let's all learn from this 17-year-old kid out there. We've got something. We want to take this exotic vacation with our family. Gosh darn it, pick a day. Put it down, and the, all these success books I read, they talk about don't think about the how. Determine the why, why you need to do this. The how will present itself. Why I need this family vacation is because I never spend any time with my family. I'm always running kids everywhere. My wife's stressed out about her job. I'm stressed out about my job. i got a teenager uh, that's going to prom. I've got this. I've got you know an 8-year-old that's you know having a tough time at school because these kids are being mean. You know, all the things. I mean, that's life. Everybody has that. You set that vacation up because you need it. Your family needs it. The how will present itself because you will find out how to make it happen when you've set an end goal to get there. Just like this kid, he's, the how is... He's going to work a job. What job? I don't know. Farmer job, maybe. Maybe that doesn't work out. Maybe he goes to a restaurant. I don't know. But the how will present itself. But you've got a why. You've got a purpose. You're going to strive for something better. But if you don't set that date, if you don't make that determining factor, you don't set that goal, it's never going to happen. So do that for yourself. Now, this, uh, this these aren't all the things I mentioned during the speech, but I thought it was something definitely important, especially the lesson I learned from this 17-year-old kid there. I learned it too. And let me tell you how I learned it. My wife today, we're talking about the last few years, we've had little bitty short vacations because, well, we had renovations on the building, we bought the building, and you know what? Life, everything that goes on, goes on. She set a, a vacation to Cedar Point Lodge, never been there before. Somebody talked about it, and she's like, well, I want to do this. I said, you know what? Set it up. We are going to make it happen. We're going to make it work. Our family needs this. And I don't know, she sent me a text saying, I did it. And she's so relieved. But I tell you, my wife's extremely frugal. She's always worried about spending money, which, which is good, uh, considering that poor soul, I uh, put her through two bankruptcies and a house foreclosure, <laughs> a car repossession, and, and everything else. So she's got a right to be frugal because I'm kind of a maniac with it. But uh, we're, we're doing pretty good now, and we, we need to spend this time with the family. We've worked our butts off for our whole life, but this, the past 20 years on growing this business, now we need to you know, enjoy a little bit of it. And I'm not saying, okay, we're done now. We're going to enjoy the rest of our life. No, we're going to keep working hard because I've got a mission. And my mission, here it is. It's the mission of the academy, but it's my personal mission as well. I am making, not helping, but making our society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live by inspiring kids and adults to believe in themselves to live their best possible life. By believing in themselves, they're going to respect themselves. And you hear me say it, you respect yourself. You're just boom, it's going to happen. You're going to have more respect for others. The more respect you have for others, the more respect you're going to have for yourself. And it's an endless cycle. And that is how you help other people live their best possible life because you've respected yourself enough to live your best possible life. Okay. So boy, oh boy, did I cover a lot here. Now, a few other things I left them with, and I'm going to share this with you because I just absolutely love this. Get my, uh, I'm going to take a quick drink here and finish strong, just like I finished with the high school kids. And I had them up out of their seats roaring and applauding, which made me feel pretty darn good. Truth be told, I didn't do this for the freshman class because I, I, <laughs> that, that was the first one. I'm glad it was the first one because it was probably the roughest one. Seniors were great, but I'm not kidding. That sophomore and so, uh, junior class because there were so many packed. This auditorium, there wasn't an empty seat. And, man, you go on stage and that's the, yeah. And, of course, other people are like, my gosh, I'll be scared to death. Uh, oh, one last point <laughs> before I get to the Rocky speech. I heard Les Brown, a tape from him. He's a motivational speaker as well. And he was talking about, everybody says, their fear of public speaking. He said, if you're speaking in public, if you're carrying on a conversation outside of your house, you're public speaking. I'm like, whoa, I've never heard that before. Of course, obviously... It's a heck of a lot easier carrying on a conversation with somebody you know or somebody at work than it is standing in front of five, six, 
7,000 or I guess 1,000 people and giving a presentation, that's a little tougher. For me, that's exciting. I'd much rather give a presentation to thousands than I would to five or ten simply because the energy. There we go. And if i got five or ten out of the thousand that don't like what I've got to say, well, at least I've got the other 900 plus that do. If I've got an audience of five and none of them like it, whew, that's a tough crowd, right? So anyway, I'm going to end with this, just like I ended with the high school kids. And like I said, I had them up and applaud, and I was like, yes, that's connection, baby. It's the good old Rocky line. Rocky Balboa, when he's talking to his son and uh, just outside the restaurant there, he says, I'm going to tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a mean, nasty, ugly place, and it'll beat you to your knees and keep you there if you let it. You, me, nobody hits as hard as life. But it's not about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. About how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits. And you can't blame that you're not where you're at because of him or her or anybody else. Cowards do that every day. And that ain't you. You're better than that. And you are better than that. You're better than that. Believe in yourself. Take action. And live your best possible life. Live your best kick in life. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. As always, please subscribe to our podcast here. You can find it at kickinlifepodcast.com. Of course, lineupmedia.fm. Follow. We've got a ton of great podcasts here at lineupmedia.fm. Too many to list. Check them out. They do an excellent, excellent job. And, of course, you can subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Like like me on uh, on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, all those things. It's Kicking Life Guru. And I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Have a blessed day, everybody, and live your best kick in life. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kicking Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kicking Life Guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.